This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Don't know about you, but we are definitely well on our countdown. We are busy with a a countdown to Christmas. And I can tell you that today, 53 days to go to Christmas. That's the official ticket from me. In fact, make that 52 more days to go until Christmas Day. Okay, fine. Let's get uh, started then, go a little bit beyond our borders. And uh, King Charles of Great Britain has acknowledged the abhorrent and unjustifiable acts of violence committed against Kenyans during the country's struggle for independence. On his first state visit to a Commonwealth country since the start of his reign, King Charles addressed the wrongdoings of the British of Britain's colonial era. He told a state banquet in Nairobi of his greatest sorrow of his greatest sorrow and regret and that there was no excuse. But the king stopped short of a formal apology which would have to be decided on by the British government led by the the Prime Minister. Let's speak to award-winning journalist based in uh, Kenya on the line to us from Nairobi, Daniel Ominda. Good morning and thank you for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me on the show. Daniel, um, just give us an impression uh, overall, though, of what, uh, uh, before we talk about the, the actual address in the, the state banquet yesterday by the king, uh, just the general uh, attitude and response of Kenyans to his visit to the country. How has he been received? Well, there's generally a um, feeling of excitement uh, across the country and especially in Nairobi and um, in the coastal city of Mombasa, um, which are the main cities that he's going to be visiting during his trip. A lot of his activities um, on the first day of his visit and yesterday were centered in and around Nairobi. And then um, today is expected to move over um, to the coastal part where he's supposed to, to visit uh, quite a number of um, institutions and, and facilities at the coast. And generally, it's just about that royal excitement that, that people have. People had that sort of excitement around his coronation previously, um, you know, during, um, I mean, though it was a bit more sorrowful when, when, when the queen passed away and we even saw like from, you know, uh, the two royal weddings that we've had in the recent past that of, um, um, uh, of, of uh, William and Kate and, of course, uh, Harry and Meghan. So there's just generally um, quite a level of excitement from, from, from Kenyans and from, from, from people around the world, and that's, what, um, that's generally the mood here in Kenya. But then there's also um, where there are, you know, pockets of resistance uh, or, or even not, not generally resistance in the terms of protest, but we've seen um, various groups coming out to demand um, reparations. We've seen various groups um, coming out uh, to demand a formal apology from the king. Um, and of course, this is based on what um, is considered atrocities uh, committed against um, Kenyan Africans. Um, during the colonial reign. Um, during his visits in Nairobi, he also had quite some emotional moments. He went to the Uhuru um, Gardens National Mon- Monument and Museum, which is best uh, right at the center of the city. I think it was one of his um, very first engagement after, you know, the official welcome um, at State House in Nairobi, where he laid um, a wreath in the 
um, in the tomb of the unnamed warriors who who fought um, uh, against the British occupation um, during the colonial yeah. era, and and that was you know sort of like a that he came face what? to face yeah. with uh, Britain's not um, very um, beautiful past. And then he also had a moment, I think yesterday, when he visited the um, Kariakor War Cemetery, which is where soldiers who fought um, Kenyan soldiers who were fighting for the British government as, as, as their colonial muscle mm. during that time um, when they fought in the First World War and Second World War. But he also had some very interesting um, moments in Nairobi um, on Monday and yesterday. On Monday, he was received at, um, you know, um, uh, um, an organic garden in Nairobi uh, that's uh, affiliated to one of the public hospitals that we have here. And, you know, being a champion of organic farming, he had quite um, some very good interactions mm. there. And then yesterday he had an opportunity to go to Karura Forest, which is one of the biggest forests within okay. Nairobi, um, just, yeah, and so... did some tree planting there with, with, with some of the locals, and it was also very, very well received. Okay, so, I mean, a bit of a charm offensive that the, the king is on here. I believe part of his address there was delivered in Kiswahili. Um, just a word on the, the, the level of strength strength of feeling um, amongst Kenyans uh, that uh, the king should have gone for an apology. I acknowledge, I see that uh, in his response, uh, President Ruto, um, you know, acknowledged uh, what or described uh, what he, and uh, uh, you know, applauded the king for what he determined his bravery in addressing sensitive or uh, uncomfortable um, issues from the past. But what is the general feeling amongst Kenyans about the issue of reparations and an apology? Well, um, like I said before, there, there are pockets of people who felt that he should have done more. And then most of these are people who actually come from, you know, communities or families that were directly affected by the harsh treatment that the colonial government meted against, you know, um, those who were resisting their occupation of their land, and especially in, in, in the Kenyan Highlands area. We had a community from of elders from the Kisi, this is in the western part of the country of Gusi, and they staged a press conference where they demanded to be shown where the head of their community, you know, hero was was was, was mm-hmm. sent to. To mm-hmm. date, we still don't know where, you know, where, um, a leading light in the struggle of the Kenya's um, fight for independence. Didan Kimathi was buried. He was alleg- allegedly killed and buried in one of the prisons um, mm-hmm. right here in the country. And um, people are demanding, you know, so that they could accord him uh, where he was buried, so that they could um, exhume his body and give him a befitting burial as as as, as a natural hero. Yeah. But of course, um, the the king had a very tight, you know, balance um, to make in terms of coming back to a colony like Kenya as the leader of the of the monarch and and being able to show some level of empathy and and and, yeah. and um you know um sort of sure. um, yeah, uh sort of um yeah acknowledging the atrocities that were committed by by the by, yeah. by the government um back then and, so, uh, as and for... also like you rightfully say mm. his position does not allow him to outrightly, you know, um, apologize, which is what a lot of Kenyans were expecting. And even before his particular trip, in the run-up to this trip, if you watch TV interviews in terms of expectations, people were saying they expect a formal apology from, from, from the king. But yes, um, the acknowledgement came, 
and and that was sort of like you know mm. um, a tight di- diplomatic yeah. r- uh, rope that he had to walk there. Daniel, as a final one, then I mean I think it's uh, significant that uh, uh, the king has uh, chosen um, Kenya as the first um, you know Commonwealth country that he visits uh, since the start of his reign. It's actually quite appropriate when you think about the fact that it was. Um, his mother, Queen Elizabeth's reign, actually began while she was in Kenya, while, uh, when her father died, while she was uh, holidaying in Kenya. Uh, what, does, what do you think the visit will do for, in terms of strengthening the relations, I think, which are already fairly strong between Kenya and, uh, and, and Britain? I think it's just. I think the trip goes to cement um, that uh, strong relationship between Kenya and 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 the, and the UK. Um, it, it shows the place that Kenya plays um, one in the world of nations, but also as a very important entry point into the, this region. Whether you look at it from an economic perspective, uh, whether you look at it from a diplomatic perspective, we live in a region that's confronted with wars. Look at what's happening in, in our neighboring Somalia. Look at what's um, what's happening in Ethiopia that has been quite unstable in, in the recent year. South Sudan and Sudan, that's not of the country, and the Kenya's involvement in a lot of this. And East, um, the U.S. and the U.K. have a lot of a lot of um, interest being, you know, a strong base here in Kenya. Kenya is involved with several um, military um, training exercises uh, with both the U.S. and the U.K. military. And specifically, the U.K. military have a very large base somewhere in central Kenya called Nanyuki. And so we are really looking at um, at strengthening those those um those ties and that's part of this uh mm. part of what it, it is um, um why the king is here but it also to show um sort of like you know support for for the current administration that we are backing you um despite your struggles and your efforts to bring peace um in in, in the larger region i think that's part of the conversation that they had there but there's also the challenges that the country is is also going through that are unique to them there are a lot okay. of um there are a couple of partnerships that were announced um between the uk and the kenyan government remember the king is not she's not, he's not here alone he came um in, he came over with the foreign secretary, um, uh, a couple of government officials, and, okay. and there were a couple yeah. of um, yeah. of um, agreements are signed between between the two countries, Daniel? and that kind of goes towards strengthening that relationship that we have. Fantastic. We're going to have to leave it there. But thank you so much for that uh, uh, thorough update, Daniel. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me again. Daniel Ominde is a Kenyan, uh, is a Kenyan award-winning journalist based in Nairobi. It's 31 after 6. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.